Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, so on this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, we are talking about uh, what? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Congratulations on your new program that you launched. Um, oh, thank you. Want to tell people the name of it? And sure. Um, I just launched something called Train Like a Beast. And <laughs> okay. Train like a beast. Train How like does a beast. a beast train? A beast trains like a beast. I mean, okay. it's, it's very top secret. Okay. Um, right. So it's just, it's not, just, you know, I've done something called Savage Squad. It's my online workout program. But you can work out from now until the cows come home. But if you're not eating properly, what kind of changes are you really going to be making? Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, okay. So the train like a beast is where you take the savages from your savage squad, and mm-hmm. then you add a nutrition component to it. Making them then beasts. Making Oh, and then that, that, makes, that takes the them to the next level. savage turns into a beast, yeah. Okay. You see where I'm going with it? Savage, beast. Um, you know okay. why it's so hardcore? Why is it hardcore? Because I mean, most, I, I want to weed out the people that are already skeptical. Like, okay. mm, I'm going to pay for this program, but I know it's probably not going to work. I don't, those people, it's not going to work. Because if you already go in with that mentality, yeah, you're going to fail. Right. So my marketing is a little bit more like edgier, hardcore. Because yeah. I want those people that are like, yes, I'm going to train like a freaking beast. Yeah. Okay. You know? I, I like it. Okay. So you take a regular person. Mm-hmm. And then they become a savage. <laughs> And then they become a beast. Yeah. Okay. I mean, would you now, sign up for that? Somehow, in terms of evolution, that seems backwards, <laughs> but I'm sure. I'm sure. Trust me, it works out. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, you know, I believe in you. So I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust you in that. So you talk to people about different things, and you, and you know what? You know, a lot of people have concerns about what fat. Mm. Like they're oh I have to I have to be low fat or they try to do no fat or they or all fat or all fat yeah people are you know how people used to be obsessed with carbs I mean yeah. they still are but carbs were like the thing like we hated carbs carbs were such a you know big hated subject fat is either is the new carbs fat is the new carbs that's what well, all the people talk about now yeah and you know and it's a thing where you know everybody wants I think I shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people want like the magic bullet. Right. You know, tell me the one thing that I need to do. And it's like, there's a whole lot of shit you have to do. And it takes a while to figure things out. And then that's where you get people like us to help you. But then you you also have to know that it's like, there's not like a, we talked about this before, there's not like a one size fits all. You can't completely eliminate one macronutrient right. and, and think you're going to have a balanced diet. Now, again, that can vary depending on you know, the person, but to say I'm going to do all this or not do that is, excuse me, I I burped there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, 
You got I'm, Ajita? Are you okay over there? Gonna, What's going on? I'm going to edit that out. It's that fucking <laughs> drink you gave me. I was fine before. Uh, um, you know what's fascinating when you go into grocery stores and you that? see everything's keto? Yes. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Keto kale chips. Like, what the fuck makes that keto? It's a kale chip. Well, remember, you know, it's the same... Remember, I, well, I'm older than you, as you like to... A lot uh, older. As, <laughs> yes. As you, as you like to remind me often. But in the... Uh, I think it was maybe like... Been the, maybe it was like the 90s. Okay. They wanted to cut fat out of everything. Yes. And so everything was, you know, fat-free this, fat-free that. Twizzlers would say a fat-free candy. Twizzlers never had any fucking fat, but they right. wanted to highlight it because everybody was so trying not to eat fat. Right. And um, now they're adding it to stuff to now make it keto friendly. To make it keto. Twizzlers now with fat. Right. You know. <laughs> so, but you know, it was it, it was there was this thing. I don't know if you remember, like you know, when I was in the corporate world, you would have um, everybody would bring bagels. Like if you were going to bring something, you know, everybody brought these enormous. Bagels. Remember the, all the bagel shops? I don't yes. know if you remember. Yeah. Giant bagels because. I worked every- at one, actually. Oh, oh, did you? When I was in high school. <laughs> I ate like seven a day and was 99 pounds. Well. I don't know how that was even possible, but nowadays that'd be, so, well, I can't you, even look at a bagel. You, you, you burned it off. I mean, you were probably yeah. just running around. Well, I don't, I don't know what you did in high school. But, you know, but because, and those things were popular because there was a point where everybody was demonizing fat. And there was even, I don't know if you remember, there was an infomercial, this woman, she had this spiky hair and she was like, just was oh, yes. energetic beyond, yes. you know, what is normal. I, and she would go, stop the insanity, you know. Yes. Food, Wait, God, what was her name? Susan Powder. Yes. F- food doesn't make you fat. Fat makes you fat. So if you don't eat fat, you won't get fat. And people were eating those giant bagels. And then now we wonder why... Everybody is obese. Or gluten intolerant. Or gluten intolerant. Right. Well, right, yeah. It's all those damn bagel shops. <laughs> right. So that was everybody was trying to not have fat. Now, you know, everybody's trying to not have carbs or do, or have all carbs or have all fat or Well, it's confusing, keto. right? I mean, it's no confusing. one knows what to do. So today, uh, we have a guest. We have a guest. Oh, you should tell me when we have guests. I know, I should. So our guest is Michael Glab. Um, he is a registered nutritionist and uh, registered dietitian. Okay. And he is gonna. We're gonna ask him some questions. We need. We need answers. Yeah. We're gonna focus on fat. That's what we're gonna focus on today. Okay. Hi. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Michael, meet Jerome. Jerome, meet Michael. Hey, Michael. Uh, nice to meet you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Nice to meet you too. So, Michael, we were just discussing. Um, you know, walking around a grocery store. Well, actually, Jerome was talking about how, uh, what was her name, Susan Powder? Well, it, there was this movement sort of in the 90s and uh, where everybody said, okay, food doesn't make you fat. Fat makes you fat. So then you had the Snackwells cookies. You had um, Twizzlers now putting on their label, it's a fat-free candy. I think even I saw maybe 7-Up said a fat-free drink. I mean, it was like this movement against fat. So what we want to talk to you about today is is fat, and maybe answer some questions for our listeners who are um, who are, are afraid of fat. Absolutely, I'd be happy to do so. All right, so tell us what you do. I'm a registered dietitian in Oak Park, Illinois, and I have a private practice called Nutriquity. And what we do is what I call professional nutrition counseling. So we obviously help people 
try to optimize their nutrition, but really we're focused on helping them build um, sustainable, healthy habits and overcome any um, mental hurdles they may have with their relationship with food. So we try to work on things in all fronts from actual nutrition to the mental and organizational skills needed to make these habits last a lifetime. Wow. What would you say is the biggest misconception around fat? The biggest misconception out there is that fat is bad for you. Um, and I think that comes from this, this culture we live in where everything is kind of to extremes. Um, and we really need to kind of understand that you know, all nutrients have a place in our diet, whether it's fat, it's protein or carbohydrates, they're all important. What do you think is, okay, what about the, the extremists, what I would call it, um, that are keto friendly? What about the people that think that high fat is the way to go? What is the issue with a really high fat diet? It does work occasionally for some people, but in my experience, like I don't get clients who come in and tell me, Hey, the ketogenic diet is working for me. You know, can you help me uh, take it to the next level? Mm-hmm. What they're usually coming in and telling me is, hey, I tried this. It doesn't work for me. How can I, you know, lose lose weight um, on a non-ketogenic protocol? And, and that's a lot of people right now. If you're at high risk for cardiovascular issues, that type of protocol is going to exacerbate those things. Well, it's more of a clinical-based based approach for um, things like childhood epilepsy, type 2 diabetes, and like extreme, extreme obesity. Hmm. So, so what is the recommended amount of like of fat that you, that, that, it, that people should consume daily? I would recommend between 20 to 35 percent of calories come from fat. You know, it can be a little, you know, outside that, but that you generally kind of want to be in that range. Uh, the other thing to look out for is, you know, saturated fat. We, you know, the science on that's changing, but we still recommend 10% or less of calories uh, come from that. And then if you look at heart healthier fats, such as like um, omega 3s, you know, if you're getting about a gram a day, of omega-3 um so if if we're looking at a couple days a week eating fish you know eating some healthy plant fats like flax seeds chia seeds things like that um Mm. throughout the week then you're doing then you're doing really well what happens to your body and i think this is probably important for people to hear what happens to your body when you don't get enough fat right that's a great question you know there are some dangerous things that can happen if we're restricting too much, whether, you know, it be overall energy or a specific macronutrient like fat. The big things there are, you know, overall you can see like uh, reduction in night vision, you can see hair loss, you can see poor wound healing, uh, dermatitis. If we look at it Mm. more specific to like uh, women, you know, they're, they're more at risk for, like, decreased bone density and menstrual dysfunction. And men, if they're restricting fat or on a really low-fat diet, 
um, you're looking at a reduction in testosterone levels. So um, it's definitely something you don't want to restrict because it can have some pretty nasty side effects. And, uh, you know, overall, it's, it's an important source of energy. It helps with hormone production, cellular growth and structure. And the big one, absorption of fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K. So super, super important. Mm. Uh, okay. And, and you, you mentioned the research is changing on uh, saturated fat. Could you talk about that a little bit? It's definitely changing. Um, I think uh, one of the problems was that people were equating like the heart health stuff to everybody. So if you're if you're at high risk for cardiovascular issues, um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, heart attack or stroke, then you you definitely want to you know be cognizant of of your dietary fat intake and limiting saturated fats. But if you're overall otherwise healthy, um, you know, this applies less. And it's not saying like, go ahead and eat steak, you know, cooked in butter for every meal or anything like that. But Oh, I should not be doing that is what you're... So a big change in the literature is showing that like whole fat dairy products, particularly like yogurt, um, cheese and milk don't affect your cardiovascular health. They're not going to mess up your insulin sensitivity. And in fact, they may promote um, cardiovascular health. So mm. things are changing in that regard. Full fat dairy, for example, it's going to have calcium. It's going to have vitamin D. It's going to have protein. So it's got a lot of other things going for it that make it a really quality food that will have some positive benefits. So let me ask you this. As a, as a registered you know, dietitian, I mean, as a trainer, we can train everybody, right? We can train your grandma. We could train your you know, athletic you know, nephew. I mean, there's a wide range. But we all have like our favorite niche you know, and what we're, what we're really, really confident in, in training or that we, we find rewarding. Who is your favorite type of client? If you had to narrow it down for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, a weight loss client is my favorite type of client because, you know, number one, I have personal experience with that. And number two, I think it's, it's very challenging to do, but it's also, it's also doable. Um, I think the biggest ingredients to a, a successful outcome is just being persistent. So generally when people are doing Um, weight loss on their own, you tend to encounter challenges and the challenges aren't just going to stop after like a month or you do, they're going to persist for life. So having the guidance to help people overcome those challenges is is super important. Seeing them see results is is ultra rewarding. You know what I, I, so I'm wondering from your perspective, what COVID has done um, in terms of people's nutrition, what do you think it, I mean, cause I'll tell you what, from social media, like all I see is everybody is like support local and like they're having a b- double bacon cheeseburger and fries from, you know, whichever local takeout place. And then the next day they're ordering pizza from so-and-so's place. And I'm just like, I am sitting in horrified, like, oh my God, <laughs> you would think people are home more and able to cook a little bit more. 
Now, this is obviously not everyone, but what have you found? Like, what has what has COVID done in terms of people's nutrition? Well, I think people are taking, you know, their health more seriously overall. I think especially at the beginning of COVID, people were seeing how if you had like a pre-existing condition or comorbidity like diabetes or high blood pressure, that this could potentially, you know, lead to a, a more severe outcome with, with uh-huh. COVID. Mm-hmm. So people started taking their health more seriously. And I think just overall, they started thinking about like what really matters to me. What things in life do I really care about? And for some people, you know, they were starting to think about their nutrition. Now, other people definitely coped with with the COVID situation differently. You know, maybe consuming more alcohol. Um, people were people. It, it was a it was a disaster. Basically, it was a crisis, and people were dealing with it differently. I had a weight set in my basement, so I was able to like just go down there and fetch it out for an hour. Oh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I might have had a beer occasionally while doing it, but you know, most, <laughs> of the time, I, most of the time I was, you know, just it, it was something to occupy my time. Um, some people wanted to learn how to cook. Some people wanted to work on their, you know, weight loss goals or put on muscle. So, you know, people just really started focusing on themselves more, which I, I think is fantastic. And uh, you know, like I said, on both sides there was. There were some people who didn't cope with it right, and now I'm, you know, I'm working with them, as I'm sure you're working with people like that who are kind of, you know, correcting the course now. Absolutely. Is there are there any new um, research on on fat? Is there something new that it's, I guess is sort of on the horizon in terms of I don't know discoveries or understandings that we didn't have before about fat? Well, I think like I mentioned before, just how we're looking at it is. And just in nutrition in general, like we're looking at at the totality of foods or the food matrix. Um, so something like I mentioned, uh, full fat dairy, you know, we're not looking at that as something that is going to be bad for you or needs to be completely eliminated if you have, um, you know, if you're trying to watch your, watch your weight or your health. Like this is actually foods that are are quality foods that should be included um so i think it's just this overall shift in maybe looking at at food differently as 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 a sum of its parts you know is kind of the past and you're looking at the the full the full food and what what benefits it brings which i think is a good shift for people because you, you see like I think one of the popular examples I saw of this was like uh, with Julia Michaels. She was just like talking all this crazy stuff about how protein's gonna like be bad for your kidneys and like be awful for you, and, and it's just it's just not true, um, hmm. you know. And and I think it's just when when these studies come out, you know, people tend to like overreact to them. And you know, same with like all these COVID studies that come out. You know, people like jump right away and so i think people just need to kind of understand like whenever a study comes out it doesn't mean that an issue is like resolved we really appreciate this thank you so very much thanks for doing that i I learned quite a few things today yeah jerome's gonna jerome might stop he might stop cooking his steak and butter that's that's what he took (laughs) away from this it's so delicious once in a while no big deal oh not every day (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been trying to get him to get more fish in his diet, but he won't listen. Oh my God, you should see my freezer. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, well, thank-, <laughs> thank you, Michael. Thank- we so appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a great afternoon. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Huh. Look at that. Yeah, you should see my. I got scallops in there. I've got mahi oh, mahi good in job. there. I have shrimp in there. Good job. That's awesome. Um, I would like some more pesto. Home- Jerome makes the best homemade pesto. And then I slather it on my uh, salmon. Although I bet you with scallops, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. So I'm just patiently waiting for the next batch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There there might be some around somewhere. We'll see. Well, you know, it's interesting how he mentioned, um, you know, low fat versus, uh, you know, high fat, carbs versus high protein. You know, everybody's so afraid. I don't know if you get this with your own clients, but mm-hmm. I just had somebody ask me the other day. She came up to me after class. I was teaching, and she's like, are bananas bad for you? And I'm like, well, what kind of freaking question is that? I go, uh, no, it's a fruit. Like, what, what do you mean? She's like, well, I heard they're high in sugar. I'm like, how about you put the cupcake down and the cookie <laughs> right. that you're pulling out of your cabinet yeah. and don't worry about the banana? And she yeah. was like, oh, okay. Like, People are so worried about certain foods, yeah. But yet they will consume all the other all the other foods that right, really yeah. you shouldn't be eating. Well, you know, and that's the that's the thing too. It's like you know, are they bad for you? I mean, it, it, again, it goes back to that that thought about the the magic bullet, the one thing. Like people go, "What's the best cardio exercise? Should I be running?" Right. I'm like, "Do you like running?" <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like running. Well, you shouldn't run because you, you're not going to do it if you don't like it. Right. The the best, you know, you know, bananas are neither are neither good nor bad. They might not be, you know, they might not work for me. They might work for you. Well, you know, certain right. you know certain people have certain allergies to certain or intolerances or sensitivities to certain foods. So you can't just say this thing is bad for for everybody. Right. Or this thing is good for everybody. Right. You have to you have to do the work. You have to figure it out. You know what I should have asked him? Darn it. Just thought of it now. I should have asked him about people lying. That would have been a good question. Oh. I mean, how many times have you had somebody lie in your career about their food journal? Oh, yeah. They they write down what they think you want them to eat <laughs> instead of what they actually ate. It's like, I can't help you if you don't really tell me what's, oh my God. You know, so what's going on. I have a story to tell you. Uh, I, was, I had a woman who I was training. God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, and she was, she was getting ready for her wedding. And I mean, I was, I was so invested in this quote unquote project because I really, I was, I knew she wanted this really badly. Okay. She was my, she was our babysitter. Yeah. And you send her to her wedding looking good. And then it, and then I get business. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a fact. So she just, she would cry about it. And I was like, we're going to do this. I mean, I would meet her at times that were so even just inconvenient to me because I wanted her to have such success. Yeah. So I would look at her food journal. And I mean, this woman was like, if anything, she was gaining weight. Wow. And I mean, I'm racking my brain, like trying to figure out what the hell, like something's wrong with this woman. Or like maybe, I mean, maybe it's me. I'm starting to think, shit, you know, I'm looking at her journal. It's amazing. And the next day is amazing. And the next week, and then we're at a month. Amazing. Perfect. Yeah. The best nutrition journal I've ever seen in my entire career. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure you're not drinking or there's any things that you're possibly putting in your mouth that you're not writing down? Nope. I'm telling you, this is it. So she is babysitting 
And my daughter happened to be with her or whatever while she was watching my son. And my daughter comes home and I'm like, listen, is she eat, what is she, like, is she eating anything she's not supposed to? What's going on? You know, and she's like, well, um, she was acting really strange. And I go, tell me. And she goes, well, she was, she told me all the things she ate. It was like, she had ice cream and she had cookies and she drank, you know, wine. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow. I was so pissed because I was like, I have been thinking like, yeah, this is time to hang up my, you're you know. questioning yourself. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm going to, I should probably quit. Or maybe I, she's got some sort of thyroid d- disorder. And I finally sat her down and it was like, I was like, I can't work with you if you are going to lie to me. Like, how can you not tell the truth? And here I am trying so hard to help you, you know? It was truly, it wasn't that I was like disappointed in her for cheating Mm -hmm. or quote unquote cheating or, you know, eating something that was off the say plan. It was that she lied to me. Well, and then it's like, you you know, if she told you what you what she actually ate, then you could work on coming up with a plan to get her to stay on a uh, a good eating uh, a good eating plan. But instead, you're probably running her into the ground, working her out because you're thinking, okay, I, I, maybe I just got to work her a little right. harder, you know. And yeah. she's she's like, oh, I was supposed to write down what I ate. I <laughs> I thought you wanted me to write oh, down every time. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought this was like a wish list for. <laughs> Um, you know, and I think that's what most people think about when you ask them to to nutrition journal is they think you're going to like beat them with a, you know, stick if they eat something that is quote unquote bad, you know, and it's like, that's not what that's about. And even what, what Michael was saying is like, it's all about balance. You know, it's like, oh, you ate a half a cup of pasta. We're going to, now we're going to make you run on the treadmill for, you know, 45 minutes straight. It yeah. doesn't work like that. And that's the problem. He mentioned Jillian Michaels, yeah. which makes me cringe uh-huh. because that's what you saw on TV. When the, does, is the biggest oh, loser even on anymore? I, I don't know. I don't know I, either. But, but that's yeah. what you saw. You saw these severely heavy people basically being beaten through workouts into submission, crying, falling off treadmills and shit. I mean, right. it was all for TV. Trainers, that's not what a professional trainer is like. Right. And no... No professional trainer wants you to lose 15 pounds in a week. Now, when you first start working out, if, you, if you're overweight, you may lose a significant amount of weight, you know, right at the beginning. But, you know, going forward, no trainer t- should tell you, okay, you should be losing 10 pounds a week. It's not realistic. It's not healthy. You know, so I would have people come to me and say, oh, I lost a pound and a half this week. I'm like, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're watching The Biggest Loser seeing these people right. hop on the scales and, and lose, have, you know, have lost, I don't know, 10 or 12 pounds. And they think that their pound and a half that they lost in a week is not good enough. I'm, I'm like, no, that's great. They had those people starving and working out almost all day long. Oh, and controlling their food. Right. And, and sadly, you know, almost every one of those people that lost a significant amount of weight on The Biggest Loser gained all that weight back. Oh, my gosh. The, the way that they lost the weight was not realistic. Mm-hmm. And so when they get back into the real world where they've got a job and kids and, and family that, you know, wants to eat different things and tempted by restaurants and parties and that sort of thing, they hadn't, um, they didn't have a plan to um, maintain, yeah. to, go, to go forward yeah. in their actual 
environment, you know, not the TV sort of, you know, made-for-TV environment? Well, I think today we have learned that fat should neither be demonized or idolized. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty it should be put in its proper place. In its proper place. And there's yes. a place for all of those things, right? Yeah. And steaks cooked in butter are not They're not They're not all bad. They're not bad all the time. I mean, for me they'd be bad. I I have my family has a history of heart disease, so I can't eat dinner at your house. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. But if no, you no get, pesto for you. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, you know, it might be okay once a, once a week. Okay. Right. So that was uh, that was interesting. That was that was very interesting. All right. Well, I hope you at home have learned something of value today. Sometimes we, you know, we don't always talk about toxic things. Yeah. Today we talked about how fat was not a toxic thing. Exactly. So we're that. I don't know. Is that we're progress? Growing. We're growing. We're growing. All right. So um, should, should we end it the normal way, or you? you no. Gotta go ahead. Something you, you, you do wanna... it. Do it your way. <laughs> end it the normal way. No. Well, see, if you didn't have to have the last word, then right, know. you know we could end it a, another way. Well, I could so just can't... end it, and you could just sit there and be quiet. You want to try it that way? Let's try it that way. Don't say a word. Watch. Okay, so for this episode, <laughs> for this episode, no, since don't say anything. Don't since say this episode. <laughs> don't say anything. Okay, so for this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, I'm Constance. That was Jerome. For this episode of what? Too Fit to Be Tied. Okay. I'm Constance. That was Jerome. Have a good evening. What? That was horrible. <laughs> okay, watch. Listen. Okay, you When turn. we listen to this and see how much better this okay, sounds. Okay, go ahead. That's it for Too Fit to Be Tied. I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. That sucked. <laughs>